Valentine's Day gifts and date ideas. Let me redo that part. Yeah, I honestly didn't sound bad, but do yeah, your thing. Because we're not, we don't have date ideas. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that part I just kind of made up. I just, we should, yeah, maybe we should go over date ideas. <laughs> Welcome back, podcast listeners, to Not To Be Technical. This is our 33rd episode and our 35th yeah. recorded episode. It's your boy, Nearsighted Knopf, doing this recording without glasses this time because I can't find them for some reason. And we've got um, uh, 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 Cantankerous Charlie. What, what does that even mean? Can you repeat that? I'm not even sure if that's really a word, but I'm pretty sure it is. Cantankerous? Y- yeah. Define cantankerous. Cantankerous means tempered, argumentative. <laughs> Damn, that was perfect. Spot wow. on. Wow, that that's that's troublesome. That the theory really <laughs> didn't help me out there. Got him. <laughs> Thank you, Dolphus, for that excellent introduction. Uh, another great adjective to describe me that really depicts me in the best light possible. But we do have on our thirty-third episode here, our thirty-fifth recorded one, rather, a topic which I think is very relevant and timely. We have Valentine's Day that's coming up uh, next week here. So how about some gift ideas for someone that's a little bit more tech geared? You know, we're not talking about super crazy in the weeds, insane gear, but just stuff for someone that likes a little bit of tech, you know? Maybe I'm talking something- about that in the weeds gear. Oh, you're talking about in the weeds gear? <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we'll get to it. And we'll you really- want to get them 16 gigs of RAM for their computer. They want that. Oh, that, that's not even that. In- I, I guess it would be. Like, if you a- got me 16 gigs of RAM as an upgrade, I'd be quite pleased. For Valentine's. What if they got into eight gigabytes? Uh, then I would please. not be as pleased, but I uh, could could live. Well, I'm, I'm glad you could live there in <laughs> office. But but I guess just in general, though, how the hell are you? Um, I'm good. Um, you know, like everything on the surface is good. Uh, you know, actually, that made it seem like things are not great. Seems pretty bad. Yeah. So let me rephrase that. I think just the last few weeks have been a lot. Work is sort of nonstop. And then also in my personal life or weekends, the last few weeks just in a row, there's just been sort of events planned, either uh, weddings or something of the sort. Yeah. And I'm just kind of ready for a drink. And I'm, I'm pretty excited that like this Friday, we have like a holiday party that was postponed, uh, which I think was a great call from our company when yeah. there was COVID going on. So I'm just excited to have a drink and have a good time with some of our colleagues. Oh yeah, I am too, dude. It's the the party that we're both going to at our company. That definitely was a good move how they did it. But this actually reminds me of a question. This was actually posed to us on Instagram and we never got to this on our previous episodes. It's very relevant office. If you were offered $500,000 cash, straight cash, $500,000, but you would not be allowed to drink or get high or anything like that for the rest of your life. Would you do this? Are you interested in this? Why or why not? Great question, by the way. Um, I 
I think, wait, so it, it, it's or, right? So it's drinking or smoking or it's and, and. You, you cannot drink or smoke or oh, get high wow. uh, ever again. You cannot be intoxicated. <laughs> I like how you had to choose the word get high. You're like, okay, there's another <laughs> another method that we could do this in. I I think I'm going to say no, man. Yeah. Um, I think 500K, especially now these days with inflation and shit, just doesn't seem like that much money to be like, yes. I'm going to stop doing all of that because I don't know, at least with drinking, like I'm not a big drinker and I think you know that Yeah, um, I'll, I will qualify and say probably the last six months we've drank a lot more uh, and at least personally than I have in the last five years in general, but that's more of an outlier. I'm just not huge on drinking. It's not something I do to decompress. Uh, it's more of a social thing for me. And that's, I don't, I think that would kind of eliminate some of that for me, which I don't like. Um, and I would say, like, I prefer to smoke more than drinking when the occasion arises. I think that's a better way to decompress for myself. So it it's hard to let those go. Now, if you told me if it was just 500K to let go drinking or smoking, um, but I could get high in some ways, I'd probably just... <laughs> I would get rid of the drinking. All right, narcotics and off. So I, I definitely, I agree with you. I feel like if you say no to this outright very quickly, there may be a perception like, oh, like you're just abusing all types of substances. Maybe, you know, someone that could be borderline alcohol, like you care too much about these things that aren't really great for you in the grand scheme of things. But I think your point, inflation, the way things cost right now, 500K, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. That's money that's impactful, no matter how you put it. But is it worth the cost or of just, you know, if this is something that you do already, if you're not someone that, you know, abstains from those activities, you're Easy eliminating. Money. Well, yeah, it's easy money for you. <laughs> this question, you. you're like, you stupid idiots. Like, I'm sober and I'm loving life. And yeah, great. Like, honestly, like that. this is a very easy question. But if this is something that you value in a way that is, you know, moderated, healthy with other people socially, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't I, personally. Yeah. I And it took me a second to think about it. But yeah, no, it's I maybe I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. It, it also another thing, too, that, you know, we, we've had a couple of drinks so far here as we're recording the podcast. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention is Gary's not on the episode today, um, which I, I guess is kind of the usual. It's, it, it's been the theme yeah. at least for the last few weeks. Um, but hey, I don't want to stick on this topic. You know, Charlie, I'm just going to let our listeners know what the show format is because a few people forget and there there might be some new people listening today. Well, the one reason I was I brought up Gary, though, sorry to, uh, to cut you uh, off. I wanted to ask you how you think he would answer. I think Gary would take the five hundred dollars. Potentially. I I don't know, actually. Maybe I don't know Gary, I, but I just feel like Gary like, would put every nickel and dime of that 500K into crypto. Am I, I right, Gary? You, you, Am I right? You might be right, but I think we'll also put this poll out to the audience as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think Gary would actually not take the money. I think we all wouldn't take the money, but Gary's the most likely to take the money, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, That's fair. Okay. Yeah. But Nafis, you said, you know, I know you didn't get to go over the show format. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Then don't go over the Dude. show <laughs> format. If you're at this point and you don't know the show show format, I mean, 
I, I, I don't know what you're doing here. I mean, it's, uh, we still want you to listen. I'm not telling you to leave. Please keep listening if you don't know the um, show format. Uh, okay. Uh, the show format uh, for uh, our new listeners. <laughs> so, you know, we, we start off, we give you a little intro. We're going to jump straight into some follow-ups from previous episodes, social media polls, like we just mentioned that we're going to pose this sort of question out. Oh, yeah. Then we jump into some trending tech and then we're going to go into a heavier topic, which, you know, today is going to be about Valentine's Day and some gifts for more of the tech-oriented type of friend. That was not redundant at all. I loved it, baby. But the follow-ups, like you mentioned, we had a poll, only one poll from our last episode uh, where we talked about pet peeves, one of our favorite pet peeves that was brought to us by Anonymous Nistler number one, who came in strong with some really solid pet peeves, was why prescriptions are abbreviated or symboled as RX. So we ran this poll on Instagram to see if without looking it up, if our Instagram audience knew uh, why prescriptions are abbreviated or you know, symbolized as RX, 57% of our audience that voted said no, and 43% yes. That I think that's more yeses than I expected, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely same here. Yeah. I call bullshit on some of these people. I do, too. I think they're just kind of... And we had a lot of votes here, too. So it wasn't just like 10 people and we're like, okay, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. So there was... It was an interesting one, but yeah, I didn't know. I know you didn't know either. All I know is definitely. Some of the people that voted yes, I'm a little sus on. That's all I'm going to say. Not to name names. I just know that you were looking at the list of people and uh, there was someone that you called out and you're like, there's no way that this person knows what that means. And I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure that person works in the medical field. And you're like, what? I I don't know who you're talking about, actually, but, uh, you know, discuss that later but i'm sorry to this person i i I just don't know you well enough uh, apparently but what i do know now is that the rx symbol is derived from the latin word recipe or recipe i i I don't know if i said uh, i that last part i didn't expect you to say i i mean that's what it says here i mean is, is that latin did i get the latin accent right i don't know I mean, I guess I don't think anyone cares if I got it right. I never get those accents right. But uh, you did a good job. Thank you. But that was our latest poll. We'll have some more polls. We just told you about a very important question regarding $500,000. Expect that poll on Instagram very soon here. We, we failed to put up a very important poll that I'm excited to uh, have put up, which is about our NFTs yes. and uh, which ones are better between the two of us. Yeah, so we both bought the same sets of NFTs with two different variations of them. That poll is still coming. It's out here. It's ruminating in the in the social media chamber, and it's going to come out soon, and you all can vote. So thank you for reminding me there in office. I, I promised it last time. I had a couple of weeks to do it. I didn't do it. No but, worries. But you know what I am doing, and I want to let the people know, is all of our poll results are now being posted on Twitter. So when you post on Instagram, of course, it's a story when you're doing a poll. You have 24 hours to go back and view that unless you were to share all the poll results again on Instagram as a story, which we could do, but I kind of don't want to spam it too much, especially as we start doing more polls. I'm just posting them on Twitter so you can see the results. So I just want to let the people know that if you're ever curious how a poll went, just follow us on Twitter. You should follow us anyway, because we share lots of great content on there. But you can see all those poll results on there moving forward. So just a little heads up for our listeners. There. I, I, I mean, that's a heads up for one of the hosts, too. Uh, I would probably Gary. say two hosts, perhaps. Um, <laughs> Don't assume, okay? <laughs> Gary's on Twitter. I'll have you know. He, you oh, do be tweeting. Enough. Fair enough. Okay. That, then at least one host. Yeah. But what do you think he would say right now if he were here? Um, 
that he loves us, that he misses us. Uh, and if he does, that might be a cry for help uh, from the world of accounting. Um, and that's all I got. Wow, those are beautiful words. I really just think you would be like, let's get into some trending tech. Oh, uh, he does say that sometimes. Yeah, and I, I was surprised you didn't pick up on that, but it's okay. <laughs> Uh, but Apple, they actually picked up on a, a feature that's going to be very good for small business owners. So Nafis, uh, if you're ever like a, for a farmer's market, for example, or just a small local business, I, I think Square has kind of monopolized the market of just having these iPads where you pay through the iPad. They set up everything for the vendors. They're taking a cut out of the all the transactions. They're living large, right? But Apple is actually confirmed in their new 15 points. For uh, update, I think it is for iOS, a new feature that's called tap to pay. Now, tap to pay, you can already do this with your credit cards, you know, uh, all these different devices when you're shopping somewhere, uh, you, or you could also do it with Apple Pay, right? Now, just through an app on your phone, your iPhone, if you're a business vendor, and let's say you are a farmer's market, you're a small vendor, you're selling things, or even if you're a bigger one, you don't even need like that little thing that attaches to your phone or an iPad anymore. There's just an app that's in your iPhone. You enable it. You set it up with your business settings, all the transaction IDs or whatever you need in order to you know, actually have a sale uh, within the US. And it'll accept Apple Pay and even the credit cards that can tap that are contactless. So this is actually very cool. And I think something that we're going to see more and more of as people are made aware of it. Yeah, I think this is one of these things that's a little bit more on the subtle end um, where they're just slowly increasing their ability to hit more customers. It kind of raises a few questions to me, though, um, just off the bat. Like, I wonder how much they're charging as a percent wise uh, on transaction. Like, maybe it's less to acquire more customers. I, I don't know how much these little square devices actually cost. To vendors. So I, I wonder what this adoption is going to be like. And then I guess, how does this help Android users? You know, like, does, do they have to now use like, you know, will there need to be a device one way or another? Because a lot of these sort of attachment devices probably have tap to pay by this point. So unless you have an older thing, I don't know, but um, it doesn't seem revolutionary, but I do think it's still an important step for Apple to kind of like proceed with being a bigger player in electronic payments. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they'll actually give the capability for other payment platforms like Samsung Pay, like uh, Google Pay or Google Wallet, whatever it's called. Uh, I know like if you already use Stripe or Square, obviously that's yeah. integrated. So if <laughs> Apple somehow opened it up to that, that would be a game changer. But in terms of convenience... With Apple Pay and credit cards, that's already a lot of people that they can already dominate. Oh yeah, the I love it, with. Um, especially on like devices. I mm -hmm. almost like if I if I can use Apple Pay, I will, especially yeah. on my iPad or something. It's just sort of my go to. Yeah, you want to hear? This is probably the most millennial dumb tech entitled thing that I love <laughs> doing. I, I don't know if entitled is the right word. I, I feel kind of douchey, Jerry, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I am in love with there's. Where I work, there's a parking garage and I charge my Tesla at the parking garage and it's free charging, it, which is already just great in itself. In order to use the free charging, you need to scan with your phone this app called ChargePoint and it's free, but they just need to verify who it is and that you you know have a car or whatever. It's, it's like your account. <laughs> you have right? a car. You're just yeah, charging you someone. Car. <laughs> You're charging something. <laughs> they don't even verify that much. You just need to have an account. I... I had the big brain idea one day. I kept pulling out my phone app. I'm like going to the app, everything. I'm like, I bet this is on my Apple Watch. So now I just tap my Apple Watch twice and it's one of the first IDs that come up. And oh, I just put my thing up to the smart. little like station, charge up my car. Honestly, that is pretty big brain. Oh my God. It, it makes, I, I, I love it. I feel like. 
such a tech asshole when I do that. I, I really do. It's just a tech Tesla asshole. I'm like, hell yeah. It is, it's just me alone in there because no one else charges their cars in this thing. There's like two of us. Uh, so this is a side note, but this just kind of reminds me of when we went to a mall recently and like Ooh, you I, went to charge. I love this. I, I know what you're going to say. I This is the entitled asshole. I love this. So you, you know, you're, you're getting ready to charge your car. Um, allegedly. And, yeah. And then, um, another guy pulls up who honestly looks more like a, one of these tech assholes, if you asked me, uh, or just maybe your, your, your average douchebag. He's got one of these BMWs where they're like the doors come up like wings. Uh, I don't know if there's a specific term for it. You know, I'm good with cars and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's we're the, so we're so spaceship. We're wing so knowledgeable doors about of doom. Yeah, that that's what it is. I yeah, spaceships. Um, so uh, when you you got the spaceship car and he comes out and he he's saying all this stuff to us pretty quickly about like oh yeah I guess these like uh, you know like does your car charge I don't know if these things charge and he says all this shit real fast and I didn't even really understand. Um, but ultimately what this amounted to is that I'm glad he said something because, um, it, the chargers actually didn't work at this fucking mall. So really you just had this like premium, like parking spot on the first floor near like the exit just for having an electronic vehicle. I've been back to that parking spot at least five times since that interaction. I've never charged my car. Yeah, but you you pull it out and just pretend to charge it, right? I do. You're <laughs> supposed to be charging. But to be fair, one of the chargers doesn't work there. It, it really doesn't. So I plug it in and I pretend I'm charging. And this one actually is like you have to pay to charge. Oh, And it's not useful. a Tesla charger, which is much easier. So we're, we're getting in the weeds here yeah. a little bit here. But long story short... A lot of places now have preferred, very nice uh, parking for EVs, and I'm loving it. And it's just, I... Me too, as a passenger. Well, uh, speaking of being a passenger, our favorite airlines, Spirit and Frontier, are looking to do a merger costing around like a $6.6 billion deal. Um, They're trying to go up against the biggest uh, four domestic uh, U.S. carriers, which is going to be... Uh, I think Delta, Sprint, uh, <laughs> Verizon, and uh, Cricket Wireless. Uh, definitely Cricket Wireless. Um, oh, not those carriers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you beat airlines? Yes, definitely airlines. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let me look those up real fast. Delta, United, Southwest, and U.S. Airlines, uh, which take up about, like I think, 80% of domestic flights, uh, which is actually quite a big chunk. I guess it's about like 20% each, but it's probably not that equal of a distribution. Yeah. Um, but overall, they are looking to make this deal. Uh, it's kind of funny. This kind of reminds me of the same sort of like merger and acquisition, which was T-Mobile and Sprint, which was just kind of like <laughs> the bottom of the pack are like, hey, let's get together and try to do something where we're just the cheapest of the cheap you know, carriers here and maybe we'll get customers. Um, <laughs> what I love about the T-Mobile and Sprint merger is it also merged Novice and I as having a shared carrier between us in terms of <laughs> we can complain about the same care. Like, oh, dude, like I have Sprint and like, you know, like whatever I drive here, like I can't get no, like no service or my service yeah. sucks. T-Mobile, same for Novice. Now it's the same network, baby. So we're just complaining about everything at the same time. I don't know what happened. Like T-Mobile was not that fucking bad. Like I used to have areas where I didn't have service. Whenever that like merger happened, shit just got bad. Like my old phone had better service than my fucking like iPhone 13 Pro. I'm fucking mad about it. 
Yeah, my phone also feels worse lately. 5G rolled out. You know, it's also ruining planes, apparently. We've talked about that on previous episodes. But this merger is very much similar to what's going on here with Frontier and Spirit. Why? Because they're at the bottom of the pack, baby. That's they, when you're going on Frontier Spirit, uh, you're getting a great deal. Don't get me wrong. It's an excellent deal, but you know, the service I, and everything is. I, I, not I'm going to say this. You know, I am shitting on them for being at the bottom. Uh, I feel like Frontier feels like extra bad, but Spirit. Really? I thought I thought Frontier was like a a tidge better. You know, I don't know why I don't a feel smidge, that vibe. Not a tidge. I, I guess like I don't like. Frontier doesn't have any branding to me that I'm aware of. I've only really seen them on Google flights because I don't think I've ever bought off their website. But wait, wait, wait. You say they don't have branding. I'm saying like I haven't like their branding isn't as like in my face and I'm aware of it as I oh, am. They don't spirit, advertise as much. You know? And also like where we live, I don't think they have as many flights. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so I don't see it as much, but spirit is. So like as yeah. a brand, I've kind of got that like identification with it. And man, I've gotten some really good flights from it. Is it the best? like most comfortable one? No, but when I'm paying 60 bucks for like a round trip or something, it's like, hell yeah, all day. And then I have like a small thing that literally fits under the seat and it works out. Yeah, it, it definitely. There's a reason why they're profitable. They're working. They're getting so many people and they're just cutting costs everywhere else. And we're all feeling it right when we're on the plane. Yeah. Like you can just literally feel like we're, <laughs> we're you, you literally feel it. like, oh, wow, this seat is literally worse than like a foldable chair that's been used for 60 years now. Oh, dude, the funniest thing is like, I know that like um, they've recently like got a few more of these like, um, I don't know what kind of you know, planes they are, but like they've got new planes. Fighter jets. Yeah. Yeah. And they like updated um, the chairs themselves and like they have some new whatever on it. And I I remember like a couple of people like, oh, wow, these might be more comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, don't get too excited. They just changed the covers of the seats. Like it's whatever. I do wonder this. If the passengers on the flight have the same are, are like the same type of people that are on spirit as they are on these other flights, because I feel like I guess I just exude, you know, nerdy tech guy vibes. And when I'm on the plane and I've got my iPad and I'm doing stuff, whoever's next to me is always like, hey, can you can you help me like know how to stream stuff on my phone? Uh, oh, yeah. How do you do this? Same stuff? happens to me. <laughs> oh, dude. Last time when I was in the airport, I, I forgot where I was going. Was in New, Maybe it was when I was going to New York. I am sitting there. I'm waiting to board. Uh, this woman next to me, very sweet older woman. Uh, you know, we do not speak the same language. But she knows that I know tech and she is trying to get on the Wi-Fi in the airport. She's doing the right steps. Don't like she actually is. But it's very hard for me to communicate this with her. What's really throwing her off is that she doesn't realize that the airport Wi-Fi is making her wait 30 seconds to watch an ad before she can use the Wi-Fi. So she keeps restarting it, thinking oh, that she has. That's she, so funny. And she's trying to use WhatsApp, right? So I'm really, I, so <laughs> she gives me the phone and, and she's saying all types of stuff to me. And I like, I don't understand what she's saying. I'm saying, oh, it's okay. Very good. Like, you know, like, like I got it, you know, like giving her thumbs up, smiling, you know. And um, what I'm really doing is just wasting time during the 30 seconds so I can give her back her phone without her freaking out. And I did achieve that. And uh, she didn't even say thank you or smile afterwards wow. after you sure you didn't ride. say she didn't say gracias I, I i would have been able to understand that and <laughs> she didn't say gracias and i would have not said donata if she but regardless yes we are i think we definitely are isolated as people that can help with tech that does happen a lot here but with this partnership though 
So for one thing I think is interesting with partnerships and deals that are, you know, announced, this happens all the time. There's been tons and tons of deals announced. That doesn't always mean it's going to go through. So it, while it's likely to, for example, if this does not go through the Justice Department or it's not approved, or there's some legal issues or something, it can get, you know, broken up. American Airlines and JetBlue, I believe, had some issues when they were trying to do like a type of merger type thing. It wasn't like an exact thing like this, but they were broken up uh, in the past too. There was one where I think Alaska Air and Virgin had an issue with an acquisition they had, but in order to allow it to pass through to not create more of a monopoly, they had to scale back a partnership they had with another airline. So it's not necessarily set in stone. That's why it's you know expected to go through it. It's expected merger, but something just to note here: where if you hear something like this, then you you know like a year later, you're like, hey, I thought they were merged. Why are they still separate? It may be something like that. But Nafis, you know, one thing you mentioned is you feel like Frontier is just like an airline you haven't seen much branding from, right? Like, and I, I know their brand. I've seen it, but you're right. Down here in South Florida, where we live specifically, like Fort Lauderdale, Miami, are our big airports. There's very few Frontier flights. But just up the highway, did you know that in Orlando, that if they were to combine Frontier and Spirit, if this merge goes through, that in the Orlando airport, that combined merger, those two companies would make up more than a quarter of all flights going out and into Orlando, which is a lot. A quarter controlled by one company in one airport is a shitload. So I, I guess Frontier and Spirit, like all these flights, maybe to the theme parks or something in Orlando, that, that's kind of uh, their bread and butter. I guess maybe that makes sense. I, I, I mean, we just don't, probably don't know like what their bread and butter areas yeah. are, but if Frontier is that big, I mean, hey, I guess this will bump, you know, Spirit maybe into being like the fifth biggest um, airline. Yeah. And it, it also may, actually, I was just thinking more about like the Orlando being a big hub for both of those brands. You know, you're planning, plan, uh, you know, vacations, you know, they get pricey, especially at these theme parks and resorts and stuff. Right. So if you're trying to maybe cut down the cost of travel to kind of accommodate those, it makes perfect sense. I can see why those are big areas for yeah. them. I mean, it's like spirit just always seems to make sense for the, like, I want to say like the weekender trip, yeah. that kind of thing. Like why mm-hmm. not? Especially like it's only tough if you're going to bring luggage or something. Yeah. Then spirit never makes sense because you're paying like a hundred dollars both ways for a checked bag. Or, yeah. Or even if you bring like just a carry on bag and not a personal item, like you have to pay like a solid 30, 40 bucks to actually use it in some cases, which is yeah. almost yeah. the cost of just getting a flight somewhere else. Yeah. I, so I don't own this. It was my mother's. She's got one of these like rolly bags that is just like specifically made to fit under like the seats at spirit. Yeah. And it fits a lot of stuff and it being rolly like, nice. I would totally recommend that to anyone find out whatever those dimensions are. And I remember the last time I went there, like, like they're like freaking hawks at spirit. Like they've got a person who's dedicated to look out for somebody who's got multiple bags and stuff. And I had a book bag on and this lady stopped me and I was like, literally, you're going to do this. Okay, fuck oh. it. And then I took my bag off and I sat on my fucking luggage and zipped it all up and I was able to go. I can totally picture you just like bouncing up and down on luggage trying <laughs> to, you know, actually it sounds kind of erotic. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't bring that up. I don't know. I don't want to. It is that Valentine's Day. Coming Valentine's up. Day is coming up, baby. But you did mention, you know, they're kind of like hawks with that stuff. But you know who else was a hawk is Barry McCarthy. You know, Barry McCarthy. that's a no well barry mccarthy my man he's very relevant to our next trending tech topic he is the net former spotify netflix cfo 
And he is now replacing John Foley, who's the CEO at Peloton, to become the new CEO. So it's an excellent segue, I know. You don't have to give me props. It's just uh, what I do. I'm just going to say to my credit, I think unless you work in like public accounting like Gary does, most people are not following the CFOs of companies. I would have to agree. You need to be essentially a CFO yourself to give a shit who the CFO is of Spotify and Netflix. Or a big shareholder or board of directors or... But in the company. So Peloton, they've had a lot of issues lately in office. They've had, you know, they were on the Sex in the City reboot. Like someone died like on a Peloton in the episode and their stock goes down, which is ridiculous. Just oh, I know. Theory. But We've like, been talking about this almost every so, other episode. Yep. So that happened. You know, COVID restrictions are going down. People are just go doing more act- outdoor activities, using their Pelotons less. There are safety, tons of reasons why the stock has gone down uh, more than 80% from their high in January 2021, which is an insane amount. Which is very similar to the amount of loss that we've taken in our investment in XL Fleet. Yes, which we've also brought up a lot on previous episodes. Um, XL Fleet, we probably bought in around $20. And if I remember correctly, uh, it might be a dollar and 92 (laughs) cents now. Um, Uh, I bought in around 18 is... I, I, I was rounding up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we bought in around the same. But regardless, oh, um, you know, not doing as bad as uh, it's doing worse than Peloton. But yeah, Barry McCarthy's here to save the day. If you're working at Peloton, how do you feel about hiring someone named like just on name alone? Do you trust Barry McCarthy? Does that sound like a trustworthy name to you? I don't like the McCarthy as much, but I like Barry. It's like, you know, there's Barry. There's that guy, Barry. He's. Man, he was a CFO and he's just, you know, he's, he's turning things around. Barry's a tough name to make a nickname for because it sounds like a nickname already. It is. You, it you can't a, do that. Yeah. It, it, but is it a nickname already? I feel like if you're a CFO, you're going by an official name. These are these are the questions they need wow. to report on, dude. Like Washington Post Barry. and New York, whatever, like news shit did, did not talk about <laughs> the origin, did not talk about the origin of the name Barry but I will say I like Barry I like Barry too Barry McCarthy sounds like a more trustworthy name than John Foley how do you feel about that statement oh yeah John Foley sounds like a fucking snake I said it <laughs> Well, he is because they cut 2,800 jobs at Peloton uh, and now they are replacing the CEO. So apparently, so the 28 people or 2,800 people that are getting a severance or they are getting a severance, but there were a lot of headlines and this is clickbait headlines, but there are a lot of headlines this past week that said that all that they were getting was a Peloton membership for a year. So there were like all these (laughs) tweets sent out that were like, like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they're only giving like they they just like, you know, nearly 3000 people were fired and they're just giving them a one Peloton membership. That's like $40 a month. Like, oh, God, that's the, so funny. I know, which is not true. Like, well, it is like kind of like a dumb thing. Like, hey, we just fired you, but like you can keep our membership just for a year, you know, but oh, no, they, they did get a severance. It's still not a great situation. Of course, you're not doing well. Their valuation really decreased quite a bit. However, with this change with the new CEO, there are some interesting things here. And there's a reason why this is related to trending tech. Like this is not just like business news. So, well, it is business news, but it's not only that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I was like, yeah, it's absolutely business news, but their shares are going up quite a bit since this change was announced because it also coincided with some other news, which is a little conflicting actually. So before they announced the CEO change, which was either today or yesterday, 
uh, which was like, where are we at? Like February 8th or February 7th. So they announced this change just a few days after tons of rumors that other companies are big companies are looking to buy Peloton. Oh, that's uh, funny. Is with, with their funny with their low valuation. So yeah, it, some of these companies we're talking Amazon, Nike, and what I thought was the most interesting was Apple. So these oh, three yeah, companies definitely. were heavily rumored to be bidding or like trying to buy Peloton. And all three of those companies could do great work with Peloton. Absolutely integrating it. It makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. When you say all three of them, I'm like, okay, I was, I was just as interested with Apple just because I think the brand overall fits a lot of Apple's vibe. And I, I'm going to use this word and I don't really mean to use it actually in a negative connotation because the word has that, but it's got that cult vibe of being like, the Peloton gang. If you have a Peloton, there's just sort of this mutual respect that happens. And they, in that same sort of similarity is with people who purchase Apple devices and swear by them. So there's something that's already very similar. Um, Nike also makes sense, like obviously yeah. without a doubt. And then Amazon doesn't make as much sense to me, but it's almost like a play for them to get in this game. But I forgive me if I'm wrong, but. Amazon doesn't have any fitness wearables, do they? Uh, they probably have some brand that's it like, sucks. you know, like, yeah, just they bought something. I, I don't know. But I will say, I think it makes sense for Apple and Amazon more than Nike. And I'll tell you why. So Apple, I think, makes a lot of sense. They they have the Apple Watch. There's already oh, yeah, integrations the there. They already have a monthly membership. Uh, that's very much like Peloton's monthly membership in the sense that you're getting a bunch of different fitness classes uh, all integrated there. So they could easily say, hey, now our the Peloton membership is the same as the Apple Health or whatever it's called. Already, they've got this already, whole library yeah. of content they just exactly. acquire at once. And so that also uh, goes into why I think Amazon is a good fit. You have Amazon Prime. Hey, with Amazon Prime, you have Peloton included. Hey, with Amazon Prime, you have Whole Foods included with their coupons and stuff. Hey, with Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime and like all these other things included. I didn't think about so, that. The sort of services yeah. subscription um, exactly. ecosystem. You have Amazon Prime with the movie. So it's just a new area for them to venture out, get products. They can treat it like Whole Foods where it's like, hey, we don't make this like Amazon bike. Like we just make it, keep it Peloton <laughs> and that's it. Nike, the reason why they make sense from the fact that they are just fitness, fitness related brand, and, that, yeah. and that's it though. To me, that's it. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't, I didn't even think about where Amazon's play could work into there. Apple just seemed like the obvious fit, but yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say too, so you mentioned you don't like to use the word because of the negative connotation with it, but cult. Yeah. And let me just tell you now, the marketing term for that in the business world, what we call that is just brand loyalty. It's very strong (laughs) brand loyalty. And that's all it is. The, the, the fans, the users, they're loyal, they're repeat customers. Uh, they're they're very loyal, not culty. Very loyal, brand loyal. Repeat customers. Um, <laughs> very passionate, passionate repeat customers is is what we call them. They're not cult members. I'm not a cult member of Peloton. Honestly, I would say um, your membership, or, or I was going to say member, but your your purchase of a Peloton to a degree is paying for itself. I would say so. Yeah, because with your I, referrals and whatnot. Oh yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but if you have a Peloton, you can share a referral link online, and other people buy Pelotons and they use it. They get like a hundred dollars off of their purchase, 
But what do I get if they use my link? I get $100 towards the Peloton apparel store. So I'm getting all types of like Lululemon quality clothes. All my fitness gear is Peloton. I really he, look like a cult honestly, member. Honestly, he really has got or, or really a brand good. loyalist rather. I look like a, a very strong brand loyalist because of all my Peloton gear. But it's really just because it's excellent quality clothes that I've gotten for free through their affiliate He's program. got some good. He's got it's, good it's, fitness. Yeah, it, it really. It's great. I love it. They only let you get 12 of these referrals a year. I think I got all 12 last year in like six months without even trying. Uh, and it's not like I'm going out there and like emailing people. You literally just post a link a few places and like that's and, it. And for our listeners, I'll have you know that Charlie is a generous man. Um, once he had capped out on referrals, he even tried to help me also redeem referrals. It didn't work out because I didn't have a real Peloton account. I'm just sort of like yeah, this guest user on his, but he still tried. And I think that you know effort means a lot. There was someone else I know for Peloton that I offered to do that for. And I believe they got at least two or three referrals. Yo, that's a I, lot. I posted a link for them once I got all mine. And they were like, so yeah. So I, if, if you're curious how to do this, if you have a Peloton and you need some help, just reach out to the podcast page on Instagram. I'll, I'll help you out. So that is, I guess it has paid for itself in terms of apparel. I thought you were going to go the route where I'm not paying as much for in-person classes at like cycle bar, soul cycle anymore. Yeah. Or the fact that I lost some weight from the initial time when I got the So Peloton. those were all built into but, my head, but like I think wait, just what, I like what you said right? more though. There's an actual monetary value there that is like a little bit more like attached to something. I mean, granted, some of it's shaved off and things are marked up, but like that with everything else, I say pays for itself. I agree. I, I think that literally has paid for itself, especially as I'm on year two here. But office. so Barry McCarthy, he's coming in, trying to turn Peloton around. Maybe what's interesting, though, what is conflicting, though, is when you make a move like this, it normally means you don't want to be acquired, that you actually want to continue running it. You know, not just this, but also with some of the other changes they've made internally. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Like they have to get a crazy offer or something like that. But for Barry McCarthy coming in as a new CEO, what do you think is something that he would like for Valentine's Day in office? Barry might be interested in receiving that automated climbing wall that we uh, referenced <laughs> in episode climb, 31. Right? Oh. Is it called climb or something? It's like, I it's believe like it's climber. A, it's missing a vowel. Climber. Without an I, I think. Y- yes. Go listen to episode 31. It's like a Peloton at home, except for rock climbing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It barely doesn't take up room, <laughs> but that's a great gift for Barry. You're right. But if you're not Barry McCarthy and you're listening to this podcast, which should be at least 10 of you, I think that you will really much enjoy. <laughs> you'll very much enjoy our main topic, which is Valentine's Day gifts for tech focused people or someone that likes tech at all, or just tech gifts, right? Like we're not talking, I know the office says he's going to get into weeds here with some crazy stuff. We'll see if that actually happens, but office. So first off, just to, to set the stage here, this is, this is really dumb. I don't need to set the stage this way, but, we, <laughs> but regardless, I have some data it. for you all. Uh, I want you all to know in 2022 that we're expected to spend about $24 billion as a species on the holiday this year. So the human, I don't know why I said species, I but as humans, we are going to spend $24 billion estimated on Valentine's Day this year. Now, 37% of these consumers will also be getting flowers, but how many will be getting tech? How much do you think is going to be getting tech for percentage? If you had to put a percentage on it, I guess. 20%. 
I think I think twenty is actually not bad. I, I think yeah. tech is picking up is like something it, that's like it's it like it's a very broad term. I'm know? just surprised that flowers is at thirty seven percent. I thought that would be at least like in the mid forties. I wonder what the percentage of cards being bought still is. I feel like cards are dying out a little <sighs> cards bit. Cards are dying out. Yeah. I really buy cards if I know I'm going to. I hate buying cards and writing very little in them. Yeah. That to me feels so awkward. I would. And like, it just, it feels like it doesn't, it's not a sentiment. If I'm going to buy a card, yeah. I'm like, I want to take up the whole page on the side. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, I get cards for people that I think appreciate cards. A lot of times it's my parents. A lot of times it's mm. accompanying something else. But I agree. If it's like a genuine car, that's the kind of just not the norm that I'm getting. Like a not a routine, not the right way to put it. But it's like I'm just usually getting cards each year for like family members. Yeah, I would want it to be well written out, like a reason for the card. But for you, office, so setting the stage, setting the stage, lots of people buying shit for Valentine's day or you're not, if you're single, which I totally understand. And like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're saving money off of this made up holiday uh, by, I don't know who made it up. Some great marketing company. Maybe oh it was Hallmark. God. I don't know. I thought I was Cupid. I don't know who made it up. I'm just throwing <laughs> Hallmark under the bus here, but, but novice, how have you approached like buying gifts in general, like in the past? Like what's, what's kind of the, the way that you, you look at this for Valentine's day. So Charlie, I hate to let you know, but I've been single for many years. Uh, <laughs> this but, is news to me, but uh, I think uh, if we're just going to talk about gifts in general for an approach, I think I might be projecting a little bit. So typically I, so our topic is about tech-focused related yeah. gear. And I usually try to buy something in that realm where I think it's going to automate someone's life or something that they're going to use on a daily basis um, that will just truly improve it. And at least from my experience, um, typically it's almost, and maybe because I don't make it flashier or wrap it well, but Typically, it's received a, a little bit poorly or like it's kind of given like a side eye, like that's a little strange. Yeah. Um, but then almost over time, um, as the person consistently uses it, adopts it, and it's become part of their life, they're very happy with it. So that's been my typical route with it. The other thing I kind of look at is maybe trying like it. It sounds so lame to say this, but I guess when you think about people's uh, love languages and whatnot, um, you want to think about what maybe is catering to that other person. For me, you know, it's like it can be a number of things. Just I think, you know, I think time or something that like I think it's honestly thoughtfulness that matters to me. So I for whatever a gift is, sometimes I try to think about what someone would want on their end, even especially if I don't know it. I try to source it from people that know yeah. them. Um, and at least more recently, I'm trying to do things that are a little bit, I'd say, out of my wheelhouse and not what I would normally do um, in a more creative aspect. I don't know. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. I, I think that's a good approach to go towards, especially, you know, you're sourcing people that would know uh, people that, you know, are going to be giving insight in things that you don't have. But it reminds me. So sometimes, you know, I'll get asked, like, like what's tough. Is, it's tough to buy gifts for some people. And I feel like I'm a tough person to get gifts for. I, I've gotten that a lot. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. You are a little tough. Yeah. But what I always give for recommendation, I guess it's a little bit more tier or, or geared towards guys, but you know, how do you buy a gift for a guy? Like, how do you know what they want? And I really think 
there's just a little like the criteria really to know if it's a good gift or idea is, is it something that will be useful to them, right? Like something that they would use in their daily life, something that is practical too, right? The other question would be is, do they have it already, right? So let's, I don't know what a, a good example would be. Let's just say you get them a new hat. They like wearing hats and they haven't expressed any interest in like a new hat or like, oh man, I really wish I had this new, I don't know, Bass Pro Shops hat that came out. That's not like all the other Bass Pro Shop hats. Um, And I would really like a new one. Unless they specifically have just said something like that, you probably shouldn't get a hat, right? I feel like if either of us got a fucking hat, we would just be like sick, dude. I, I would not be pleased if someone gave me a hat, like, but we're not hack guys. We're, I've almost we're never seen you with a fucking hat on. How am I going to hide my hair? I, yeah, your I, hair is too good. I, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, it's also very tall, my hair. Yeah. So like, it looks like, it looks terrible. Like I can't wear hats, <laughs> um, which, yeah. So if you got me a hat, anyone in the world, like I'm just not going to be pleased. Someone please get him a hat for but, Valentine's Day. But yeah, so is it useful? Is it something that they already have? And then also, I think another element that, people appreciate as if it get, get nostalgic about it too. I think the first two are more important, but if it's something, if it fits the first two things and then it's also something like that, I think it's great. And then like what you said, automating or making something more easy in someone's life. So maybe they do have something that's similar that gets the job done, but you get them a new way to do it. Maybe it's something like, you know, they have a great vacuum, a shark vacuum. Oh God. I was thinking about that. Oh yeah. And it's picking up all the pet hair, all the dander. It's a wonderful vacuum. You know what? Might want to get them a little, you know, automated vacuum. It's not going to be romantic on Valentine's day, but a week later they're going to be like, yo baby, it's going to look real hot. I'll tell you that (laughs) this vacuum is hitting. But I think specifically for guys, I think those are the types of gifts that I think traditionally, you know, a little bit more like, oh, wow, I really love this. I can't believe I got this gift. <laughs> but what are some gifts that you would say in office are not a good idea to get for Valentine's Day, just in general, that are a little <sighs> bit more modern or tech-based? Um, so, it, I mean, it's fucking 2022. If you get someone it an is. Amazon Alexa or uh, <laughs> one of these types of home devices, unless someone asks for it, um, that is definitely not the fucking move. <laughs> You know, I did that recently. I did that (laughs) around Christmas. I I gave an Amazon Echo device to someone and they really appreciated it. But But they were very resistant to that ecosystem, I think. But then once they got one and they used it, they're like, yeah, like this is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. And then they even went and bought the lights as well. So I've done exactly the same thing. But but it's 2022. But it's also not... For Valentine's Day. Fair. Uh, you're right. You know, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Not great for Valentine's Day. That, that's a, that's a really it's good like, point. Thanks, babe. You got me an Amazon Alexa. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, so I yeah. guess on a similar note, which is a, a little bit off the topic yeah. you're saying, I would buy like smart lights for someone, maybe not yeah. the smart light bulbs. Cause that's not as cool seeming, at least as like a thing there, yeah. but I would buy at least the light strip. Because Ooh, the light strip, they're a bit pricier typically. And even if you get a cheaper one, it just is a thing that sets the mood consistently. And it's like, it's very versatile. Yeah, You can throw them near shelves, behind a dresser, behind a bed, behind a TV. TV. It looks TV is the best spot to do it. Honestly, I've seen them behind couches. I mean, yeah, they yeah, really do couch. work well, but 
Sounds like a gift you should get. <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, exactly. but another, I think a gift you should not get, which is trending now, and there's been jokes about this, but an NFT, which is which is interesting. If you are, let's say you are dating someone and they're very much into NFTs, different story, right? But like for kind of like the meme factor or something, if you get an NFT, I, I think it would be funny. But there are people that are really buying NFTs as gifts now, which are very pricey in some cases. You know, I think the same could be said about cryptocurrency, too. But like, that's so, just like giving money. You know, it it's is, like, it, where's the emotional like type you're of connection right, you're, to it? So, so something's funny. So I feel like that could work if there is some sort of story around it. You know, like, yeah, you know, the NFT needs to mean something. It's not just about the value of it. And then something about providing that could mean something. I don't know. Like, especially like, I don't know. We talked to like, there are these digital frames and TVs that will now display it. Like all of that could yeah. kind of go together to make it yeah. a, a gift of some sort. But I agree with you. But part of me is like, yo, if you got me an NFT or some crypto for Valentine's Day, like it's cool. Oh, I, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'll I'll happily take them. But I could just see... <laughs> For unless you're into it, like not a great gift, but it is trending is like a lot of people are buying those or, or creating NFTs for people, which is cool, but like they're probably not worth anything if you're creating an NFT yourself. But regardless, uh, I think another one that comes up a little bit, Apple devices. So these are definitely things if specifically asked for, you should buy, but there's only so many Apple devices, right? And like, I think a lot of people are gifting them. You get so many Valentine's Day ads for them. I've seen Apple actually pushing them a lot this year. So like AirPods, I think one that's funny to me is Apple AirTags. And the reason being- <laughs> Interesting. We talked, we, yeah. bought, we talked about this on a previous episode. If you're dating someone or just for gift in general and they lose shit all the time, AirTags a great gift. But what you're seeing more and more- is people using these in an irresponsible manner. I like how you say it. irresponsible instead of malicious. Oh, malicious, yeah. creepy, stalkerish. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of adjectives for it, but yes, irresponsible is one of them. I sub, I guess it's not a great it's one. It's so weird because yeah, Apple, you're stalking people with their AirTags. Apple AirTags also fall into like what could be a decent gift to me too. Yes. Uh, because they could be bundled with stuff. Like if you're giving like a gift bag and you're trying yeah. to like not, if you're trying to be a little bit more budget friendly, like this isn't breaking the bank and it could be along with other stuff, it could be a good gift. Also, uh, when you buy that thing, you can engrave it with some sort of emoji, which has limited yeah. amounts. And the heart emoji is one of them. But oh, I think it's just funny that it's got that creeper vibe to it. That, yeah. You know, you just know where your girl is at all times. What's up? Just put it in her trunk underneath that little, like, you know, the cover and then where your, her spare tire is supposed to be. She'll never know. Ne never look in there. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about Apple devices and some of these kind of things are, you know, the, the next thing that I think about is maybe like an Apple watch, which is, nice. I'm sorry, I'm going back to the side of like, that would be a better gift. But at least for me, that's not necessarily the case because uh, my girlfriend just upgraded from a Fitbit after a lot of bullying, uh, not just from myself, but many of my friends and colleagues. Um, so I would say on the bad list is definitely a Fitbit. Do not buy those wearables. They're very lame. Um, this comes from me who owned one for a week where I used a couple of wearables at the same times. And um, they 
He probably looked so cool with two wearables at the same time, like one arm Fitbit, one arm. Oh, dude, it it was like not, I I did not like living that life, but it had to be lived. (laughs) It just had to be done. I I had no options. I I didn't have an option. I didn't have no options. Yeah. Fitbits, I would say, are not a good gift to get someone. You know, we've all been there. We've all dated someone that has a Fitbit and really should have an Apple Watch, right? Like, everyone's done that. (laughs) So, I personally, I'm very proud of your girlfriend for upgrading from the Fitbit to the Apple Watch. I think it was the right move. Unfortunate that you cannot gift that for this Valentine's Day, but... Yeah, say no to Fitbit, say yes I'm to not going to lie, I had that in mind for a little while, and she just happened to get it, and I was just like, yo, you don't don't fall for peer pressure and bullying, and then I was like, damn, that would have been a good gift. Yeah, you should have. we should have laid it off of her so you could get a nice <laughs> gift and then force her to, to get the Apple Watch, not on her own accord or bullying. But let's get into some more of the, the better gifts. So I want to start with something... A little bit more. So we talked about light strips. What I like about the light strips is you you gift those. You're setting the mood, right? You're setting the mood it's in the living room by the TV, watching some movies. Maybe in the bedroom you get some lights going, right? Mm. Lights are always a vibe, baby. Yeah. You know, it's Valentine's Day. You know, a lot of people getting romantic. You know, you're with a significant other. Have you, I mean, you have heard of this. So I'm not going to ask you that. But you know what I am? <laughs> have you heard of a massage gun, office? You son of a bitch. Uh, For our audience's members, I have every massage tool known to man. I really should not own as many of these things as I do. You really have that many? I I know you have the massage gun. What else do you got? I've got that massage gun. I've got like lacrosse balls, peanut Uh, rollers. You actually have a couple of things. Honestly, between the two of us, we have a lot of tools between us. Well, some of those I just consider like stretching and fitness stuff. Like I, I didn't think of them as like massage, massage. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so I like the massage gun. I, I think that's actually a great gift for anyone who's yeah. into fitness. Um, it, it and, and it can be used between two people to be, you know, not necessarily like just like intimate, you know, like you can take care of someone. And I think it's a great gift. But there's so many things in that range, too. You know, um, I think I told you to buy this thing, which I, I do. I'm very interested to know if you still own this. It's like, um, uh, almost like this thing you put over your shoulders and it's like a shiatsu massage um, that could be like wired or wireless. I do still own this. It is a wireless charger that will massage. Like you kind of have like these two little things you put your arms in. And like it's a, like a T-Rex. straight jacket almost or something. I, or a I, T-Rex. A, a T-Rex in a straight jacket, but it's massaging the hell out of your back and you kind of like move your elbows together and it like gets it's it's actually very good i you reminded me that you start using it more again yeah we need to put that in the living room that thing is great but but those are great gifts because one i think you know they're obviously great you know for the body massage etc but also the massage gun and you you put that with the light strip you get the lights going to vibe (laughs) maybe you get another thing which is on our list which is an oil diffuser if you don't have an oil diffuser yet those are great they make a room smell nice you get all these different oils they last forever you just add some water maybe four or five drops of whatever oil or scent that you want. Little smoke comes out of those oil diffusers. There's usually nice lighting, which are again, a vibe. And it really fits with the light strips that you mentioned before. That's right. So you put all three of those bad boys together. You got a massage gun, you got the light strips, you got the oil diffuser. You're in for a nice night, my man. You know, that's all I'm saying. Or lady. Or lady or whatever you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) You're in for a wonderful evening or morning or whatever you decide to do this. So uh, we'll start off there. That's where we'll start with the Valentine's Day gifts. Get those things. And again, actually, not again. We didn't say this. 
You'll have links to examples of everything we're talking about in descriptions. We haven't gone any, over anything that's too crazy just yet, but we will do that. Uh, but yeah, I think taking a completely different uh, step here is I would actually like to talk about the Oculus Quest 2. If you don't know what the Oculus Quest 2 is, then you probably don't know much about VR, which is okay. <laughs> it's still very new. VR, virtual reality. You put a headset on. You're playing a game. Everything's all around you. This is a, a expensive gift. I believe the the smaller memory model is, I think, $299, and then the larger one is $399 right now. But it is a very nice headset. You can play games, VR games. A lot of times it's a fun activity to do with someone else. So if you have a little bit bigger of a budget, the way everything's trending with the metaverse, this is how you would actually interact in a metaverse, which is kind of like a virtual world. You're in there. You make your little avatar a person or you're playing a game with other people. This is how it feels realistic. You have a VR headset. So the Oculus Quest 2 is actually an affordable entryway into that because you don't need a high-powered gaming you know, desktop to actually run something like this. It, it's all built in to this one device. So that's why the Oculus Quest 2 is quite popular. And it's on a lot of people's list right now. Um, that would definitely not be on my list. But if someone got me that, I would flip fucking shits. Like what? So it sounds like a great gift for Nobis. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean... I, I would also very much like that as a gift. I mean, if you're spending that kind of money, I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. If you're, um, um, if you're gonna spend that kind of money, I mean, hit me up. I'm gonna leave my girlfriend wait the front. Uh, that, and if you're a flight attendant, hit me up. <laughs> if you're doing Lipa, <laughs> hitting office up. Um, <laughs> on a similar note, you just mentioned kind of like um, this being like a, a way to be in maybe some sort of virtual reality, a yeah. little bit of gaming element. Uh, I'd say something that's again sort of similar is um, maybe a Nintendo Switch. Um, yes, I think it is perfect for uh, like, especially sort of someone who's not that into video games, it, more of a casual yeah. uh, gamer, as you would say. Um, it's just I, I think it's such a great console. It's not incredibly expensive. The standard one is like two ninety nine. You don't want to get the light one. You want to get the the one that is just the Nintendo Switch, which you know, you can play with a number of people. Almost everyone's played Mario Kart at this, you know, day and age. And really what you could do is just outfit it with um, very group oriented games and then be able to play with, you know, anyone that comes over. So it could be something that you do on like a stay at home night and you just want to, you know, you don't want to watch Netflix because that's the same thing over and over, but you want to do something that kind of, you know, mentally intrigues you and you, you know, you've got something that can, you know, fill that void. So imagine this, you and your significant other, you both just turned down $500,000. You go and you get some alcohol. You go and you get high and you play some Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch. All possible because you declined $500,000. Sounds like a wonderful day <laughs> night. But it doesn't because I'd be fucking winning every time. And eventually I get bored. You know, it's no competition. Oh, I'm so good at Mario Kart. Oh, my God. I, I, I also I, it can't be Mario Kart. But <laughs> the other thing. So on the gaming note as well, this past year, they have like a game of the year awards, which I don't think we covered last year. I don't know if it was, maybe it was even before we started the podcast. I don't know when this was announced. We never talked about it. But a winner for game of the year last year was a game called It Takes Two. And much like the name suggests, it takes two, it takes two players. And this became a very popular game because it's a co-op game. It requires two people. It's actually, in, and it's only on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. So you do need a computer or uh, some type of gaming console to play this with someone. 
But if you do, you play as two people, it's co-op. There's a lot of puzzles. Uh, you have to collaborate a lot. There's a lot of obstacles to overcome that it takes two people to do. Uh, but the game is interesting because you are playing with someone else as a married couple in the game <laughs> that are on the brink of divorce. It, but oh, it's also, so funny. it sounds very dark, but it's actually very much like a, a, a very family game, like in terms of like, uh, you know, who can approach it, right? It's not like a, a mature game or anything, but it's rated teen, actually. There is some blood in there, some mischief in fantasy violence and language. So I, I should clarify that. So teenagers and up. This is a great game. You Maybe teenagers that are dating, you guys yeah. who are listening to our podcast, small percentage of you. If yeah, you, uh, they're out there. There's yeah. a few of them. There's, yeah, definitely more than the Peloton CEOs. <laughs> that's for sure. But yes, we definitely have uh, that game up there. It's one that I actually want to play as well. It's been on my list to play co-op. So I, I think that's a, that's a good one there for Valentine's Day. If you got a console or a PC, check out It Takes Two. Also in the show description. So uh, this has actually been a device that I've been I've had in my mind for a while, but um, I I didn't seem like it fit for me. Um, but I think I've been taking more photos, so it makes sense. And it's a a digital frame. Yes. Um, so we talked about I think you know before about like how you can display photos on a TV. Uh, in, in this instance. Um, you just essentially have what would be an ordinary picture frame and it would sync up to a library on the cloud and you just put your photos there. Um, uh, there's a ton of different brands for it, but the the general concept is the same. You just essentially have, you know, a rotating catalog of your favorite photos that are being displayed in this picture frame. To me, I feel like that's something I would love. Um I don't know if you feel this way, Charlie. Like if you just sort of see a picture um, a lot over time, you just sort of like stop seeing it. Um, And I think something about seeing a fresh photo or from a recent event, uh, there's something about that that works, especially kind of like with with the iPhone. If you've got... um, I think there's like this photos widget that will sometimes just show you more recent photos or from a different time or give you a memory... Something about that, I don't know, it just hits different. Uh, and I think I would like that instead of just having, you know, you know, I think a wall of photos is its own thing, but just having a single picture frame that does that, not a ton of them would, would have its own vibe. Yeah, I think these are going to be more and more popular this year as a Valentine's Day gift. Uh, it's, I think, something that's trending online quite a bit from what I've seen. But what I, what I would personally like, so you can buy one that's like, Local storage, what that means is you put like a USB stick or an SD card. It has photos in it already. You load that up and then it'll go through that just like Nafis says. So you have something fresh. You can update it as much as you want. I think that's awesome. I also like that more than just like a static photo, uh, me personally. But they also have ones that are Wi-Fi enabled. So maybe you can just upload it to a website or you can, I, I don't know how it works. Maybe there's a specific app for it or maybe AirPlay or uh, kind of Google share, whatever they, they use on the Android system. So, <laughs> I, I so said, you're so knowledgeable uh, about so Android. Android share, Android play, I don't know, whatever they call it. But yeah, there, there's ones that are enabled with Wi-Fi. So that to me would be like, okay, I would want to do that. But I would also need some more photos and memories that I want to put in there that I care about right now. Um, Which I don't have. 
memories. I think I would want both. I'm glad you mentioned that just because like if you use photos and memories, no, just like the internet part of it. I don't care about your photos and memories. Um, I can, I can tell you're very quick to move on from that depressing statement. I guess I just think about it. I'm like, oh, we have all these fucking shared iCloud albums that are taking so much iCloud storage. I mean, we got so many memories. We literally have one that's called This Weekend from four months ago and we just updated every weekend with more photos. Yeah. It, it's, it, got, it, it's relevant. It's just it weekend when we upload it, but it's no longer that, but anyway, sorry. Yes. I mean, we've had, I've had more shared albums with you than anyone else. And I've started taking more photos than I've ever had in my whole life. Really? Actually, no, maybe like in some younger years, but more photos than I have in the last five years. Well, novice, one thing that I actually think, is very similar to the gift that you just mentioned, digital photo frames, is actually frame GIFs. And I actually really like this. So I'm sure that there are photo like frames that'll actually, you know, have GIFs enabled to maybe a little bit pricier, just to have like that actual movement other than just a slideshow effect. But this the website's called infiniteobjects.com. And you go on there, you upload a video and they have a little tool on there where you can actually make it into a GIF if it's not already. And just, it'll infinitely play the GIF on this frame, this nice glass frame that they'll send you. Uh, and it, it looks really good. And there's been some really cool ideas, I think also for people sounds cool. in relationships. Some people have had an animated uh, version of maybe their first text together, like in, in the apps. Some people have done that. Some people have done like maybe like a, a live photo of them together. Uh, you know, there's a lot, it's, it's literally whatever you'd want it to be. You know, a boomerang of you taking shots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Clanking to some shots together for you. No one's ever done that before. Maybe uh, having a, you know, some brunch with a security Yeah, some bellinis and some mimosas. You know what it is. You already know what it is. Um, I would say that that gave me very much like Harry Potter vibes. You could keep some like very interesting thing in a loop and like. Yes. Just like all the photos in Hogwarts. Exactly. But on that note, too, so the last thing that I think is kind of similar to this is actually something called the Love Box Note Messenger. Now, if it's the Love Box <laughs> Note Messenger, let me just tell you about this bad boy. So you give someone a Love Box. It's this cute little box. It's made out of wood. There's like almost like a pixel looking wood heart on the outside of it. And when you open up the Love Box, there's a little screen there. And the way it works is, let's say I bought an office a love box. I'm like, Nafis, here's my love box. Like, happy Valentine's Day. You'd be like, whoa, what do I do here? Well, Nafis, I have the love box <laughs> app on my end, and I can send whenever I want love notes, photos, drawings, or stickers to your love box. Your love box will then vibrate and make noise when I send this through the app. You open up the love box and you see what I've sent you. How does that sound? I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> I, I get so bad. So um, to give some context, uh, while I've been desperately searching on the internet, like Valentine's Day ideas and like all this shit, yeah. this shit has been popping up like none other. So they are spending a lot of fucking money on digital marketing because they are on the top of the list. They're in blogs. They're all over the place. This might have been cool to me. like. I don't know, like eight years ago, nine years ago, that's when it might've been cool to me. I think you could do a better job if you want to be like engaged with your partner by just hitting them up on different social media. 
Like, yeah, I mean, essentially, what the love box does is the same as a text message. Or, uh, I but, mean, but to be fair, it's it's a okay. physical item. I could get a fucking box and put a note in it and put a sticker on it or something. I yeah, guess but could you update it as much as you want and then change out the love? So, no, fuck so the way they market lame. this thing, and so first off, I think Nafis and I are both kind of poking fun at it, but it is a very nice, thoughtful gift, and especially if it's one you plan to use. So. If you're in a long list distance relationship, or maybe if you're not, you know, and you give someone one of these things and then you just once in a while, you send them like a cute little note, a love message, maybe a photo of your eve of both of you together, whatever it is, maybe a, a photo that's maybe not that nice to send. Who knows? Maybe some funny uh, stuff. Maybe a, one of a novice, you send a nude to someone on there. It's, I don't do that anymore these days. You said that very sternly. I used to do it before, but not anymore. I'm very proud of you. No longer nuding <laughs> off. But if you had a love box, you could be nuding it up in there. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I don't trust that. I don't know where that's where they hold that information. <laughs> Someone's gonna steal that love this, box this, and have this, all these This photos is where you get the privacy concerns. I'm concerned. Facebook <laughs> Messenger, Instagram, no problem. Love box. Oh, the love box has no securities. All I'm telling you guys. But the love box, I think, is a cute gift. It's. Low price of a hundred dollars. So box. that's where the fucking ridiculousness is. It's probably, it's a little screen in there to be fair. Dude, it's, no, it's it, probably some bullshit raspberry pie. Like that shit probably costs like twenty dollars to really make tops, if not less. Fair. It, it probably does, but like I, if they made it, it somewhere between forty to fifty dollars. I could take it, but like look at the exterior of it, right? Like all of that's probably ridiculous. Nice wood, nice nice little wood on that. Love shut box. up. I mean, it does look like nice wood. I'm not even lying. Like, all right. I, I will pull back and say, this is a cute gift. I, I, I really do think it is cute. Like, especially like where you just mentioned, if there's something about long distance and you're not seeing someone, yeah. um, then something about digital media becomes that much more important. The way you communicate with someone, the way you make things yeah. feel special and how you just present you know, ideas or, you know, just like being like, I don't know, making things fresh and, you know, being surprising. Um, this can do that for that price point. You got be, you got All right. So for $25 less office, here's an idea I think you'll love. So we talked about, Oh, I'm hitting you right now, baby. We got 37% of consumers are planning to purchase flowers. Uh, yeah, How many percentage me. of consumers are planning to get Lego flowers for the person in their life? Bro, I'm getting them now. There's $75 sold from oh, Lego. Fuck. You can build a flower bouquet. Uh, how many pieces is this bad boy? Let me see here. 756 pieces. So, guys, you need to order this thing immediately if you want it this Valentine's Day. <laughs> you got to put these. They look, I mean, for what it is, if you like Legos, <laughs> they do look cool. Like, it's like a like a modern like tech vibe, like bouquet of flowers. Like they, like I, I like the visual. We'll have the link in the description. Is it worth $75? I don't actually, I don't know. Like they call this like an adult Lego set. Like, like, you know, they have ones that are meant for like kids that are <laughs> yeah. a little easier. It's for adults. Like it's just like, it's a common term for like within, I guess the Lego ecosystem. But I don't know if $75 is an appropriate price or not. Like, I don't know, like, the price of Lego sets. Like, if, if that's, I, I have no weird. idea, but that's a lot. This isn't for me. And I just shat on the previous thing. But this is something I would, if I was into Legos, I think there's a, an appeal to that. I would like if someone built this for me. 
Actually, no, I'd rather get something else. I mean, $75 is a lot for this. I don't know. I think I would rather get a love box than a, a bouquet of the Legos. Nah, I don't. I, 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 I'm conflicted here. They're both, they're both cute gifts <laughs> for the for the right person. I would say that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I will fucking qualify and say that. Yeah. Um, nice. Legos. If anyone gives me them fucking Legos, I'll be mad. I'm building the Legos. You're just all these PSAs. Do not get me Legos. Don't get me a love box. Uh, People who are hearing this for Valentine's Day, I'm, I still am open to be somebody's Valentine. Just know that. You know what? If, you know what I think he would like? I think Papa John still does this a heart-shaped pizza every year. This huge pizza is shaped like a heart. Yeah, they do this. I've never ordered it. I've seen it. I'm surprised you haven't. You just seem like you. Maybe we'll get one. Oh, I'll go on. So maybe we'll get it right now. I'm kind of hungry. Can, can we do that now? I, 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 we going to look it up. Well, on that note, all of our listeners, I hope you really enjoy this episode. And if you have, please jump onto Spotify, give us five stars. It's a new feature on podcasts. And if you, you know, if you're more of an Apple podcast user, or if you're not, and you're just a big super fan, we would love it. If you went to Apple podcast, gave us a five-star review, dropped us a couple of nice notes. And love overall, that. if you've got any feedback about the podcast, we're always you know, ready to accept that kind of feedback. We've got open ears. You can reach out to us on Instagram at not to be technical or at Twitter at not to be tech. And soon maybe on TikTok at not to be technical as well. You can DM us in all kinds of ways. We're always available and you can always find us there. You can also find us on our love boxes and you can find us getting Papa John's heart shaped pizzas, which are here for a limited time. Eleven ninety nine for the heart shaped pizza for one top and you got to pay more for more toppings. I feel like this is an ad for Papa John's heart shaped pizza, but it's really more just me selling novice on getting it. But thank you all. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.